Right, team. So, episode number five of the Evolve podcast. Now, this one is titled, Why Do You Crave Certain Foods and Drink? Now, there are a number of reasons we can go into here. And as you know, I like to keep science nice and simple and just give you a general understanding as to, you know, why you experience certain things at certain points. And really to take away the whole, oh, I'm a terrible person because I just wanted this chocolate or I just ate that chocolate um, or turned to the alcohol or whatever it was, biscuit tin. Um, I want to give you a little bit more of a deep-rooted reason into why these, these things happen in the body. So there are a couple of main reasons. We've got blood sugar. Um, and we've also got some things to do with our neurotransmitters, particularly dopamine, which most of us know as our kind of happy transmitter. It makes us feel good when dopamine is released. We can get that from exercise, but we can also get that from eating chocolate and, and other things. So, you know, the dopamine release... Um, specifically and the blood sugar side of things. So again, don't panic because I've used a big word. I'm not going to go all sciencey on you. Um, let's look at blood sugar first. Now, quite simply, when we eat um, certain foods, it's broken down in the gut and then it's converted to energy. There's a long old process that, that's required there, but that's the short of it. Now, Carbohydrates, when we eat carbohydrates, they get broken down. They break down into glucose, sugar in the bloodstream. So our blood sugar, of course, goes up. So we eat carbohydrates, breaks down into glucose, blood sugar goes up. And the idea there is that it needs to get into a cell, then it gets produced as energy, blah, blah, blah. So when we eat a food that's say like a sim what we call a simple carbohydrate so sugars if we had a chocolate bar right now our blood sugar is going to go up very very quickly because that breakdown process is going to be very very rapid it's already sugar it's already glucose it's just going to skyrocket your blood sugar so instantly you're going to get a very quick surge in blood sugar big big surge in energy you're going to get a big old dopamine release so it's kind of nice for a very short period of time. But then what happens is it drops quite substantially and you end up at the other end of the spectrum. You end up feeling low in energy. You end up feeling a bit down. You don't have that dopamine release again. And guess what? Like any normal human being, you want that back. So you turn to the same thing again or something very similar. This time might be a biscuit rather than a chocolate bar um, or a sugary cup of tea or coffee or a drink or whatever. Because we want that same feeling. We want that same response. So we end up you know, falling into this almost like a kind of addicted mentality um, of kind of dropping up and down with your blood sugar. Now, if you were to have something, let's say you had a meal that was half, let's say you had some avocado, some olives and some chicken breast, for example, or you had some potato with it um, or some rice. You know, if you had more of a complex carbohydrate and more of a fat or protein uh, rich option, you're not going to get as much of a blood glucose spike, as much of a blood sugar spike off of those foods. So you're not going to get this big peak and then you're not going to get this big drop at the bottom. So that's what we refer to as managing blood sugar better. So if you're somebody that goes, cool, yeah, I have a lot of those moments you talked about, Matt, where I just crave this. And when you look back down the chain, you realize that the last meal you had was another simple sugar, was another um, food that was very similar to what you were looking for. Oh, I'm guessing that's where my problem might be. And you start to think. But if you'd have more of a fat and protein rich option or, yeah, more of a complex carbohydrate, then you probably find you're not experiencing those things anymore. 
So your food choices massively impact your ability to um, to not kind of crave food and want to binge. But also the timing as well. If you're leaving several hours between each meal, even if it was a high fat protein or complex carbohydrate meal, if you're leaving really long gaps, you'll know what it's like when you haven't eaten for a while. It sucks. You know, you're really hungry and the floodgates open. So you've got to look at the types of foods that you're consuming that might be sabotaging, you know, your blood glucose management. Um, and you've got to look at you know, how long you're leaving between each meal. So that's your first point. Second point, again, it is very, very short, short point to make this one. But yeah, when we eat certain foods like your high sugar foods, um, we do release dopamine and it's our kind of happy neurotransmitter makes us feel good. But we can also, like I said earlier, get that from exercise as well. So if you're doing a lot of exercise and you're on a natural high, you know, you're getting this dopamine release from learning things every day, reading books from your journaling and writing down your wires and seeing your progress, you can get dopamine release elsewhere. So we don't just need to get it from sugar. The only reason that you're falling into that trap is because you've built a, a really strong relationship with it because you've been doing it for so long. But once you start to implement a lot of the changes that you'll be making as part of your plan, more exercise, you know, more steps, eating better, you know, writing things down, you know, developing yourself, you will get that natural dopamine release and you won't rely on it anywhere near as much. So that was episode five, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. I'll see you on the next one.